the 67th episode of the NL Feast podcast, your favorite podcast about your favorite division in baseball. My name is Sam Clark, and with me as always, the loose to my change, Brandon Gross. You got some jingly old change in your pocket? Oh, because you were going to do laundry today, right? The yeah, laundry. laundry today. I do have a couple quarters floating around in my peripheral vision. Uh, if we're being honest, that's always the biggest influencing factor. Famously, is whatever is in my was that whatever's in my eyesight is normally what influences me. Mm-hmm. I don't. I should write these down. I should be collecting a list, writing these down so that they'd be better. But you know, loose change isn't so bad. It's been we're moving away from the food theme, which I seem to have obsessed about for six months. So. Right, you've started to recycle recipes already. So, so you, yes. so you can't keep doing chicken and egg. Or... You can't do chicken and egg or fried and rice or mm-hmm. yeah. What did I do last week? Egg and McMuffin? Yes, Egg and McMuffin. Yeah. Which, how are those Which, going, by the way? Yeah, you know, they're not that great. <laughs> <laughs> I've had better before. Uh, who would have thought frozen egg was a bad idea? <laughs> oh, you know, you got to listen to people from TikTok, the chefs of the future. The chefs of the future. I haven't tried it in an oven or a toaster oven, so tomorrow I'm going to bring one to work and see if that makes it. I'll defrost it tonight, bring it to work, and you hopefully get, tomorrow it'll be You got be a good toaster, toaster oven at work? We do have a toaster oven, yeah. Nice. A toaster oven at work. Um, so I'm hoping that that'll be better because I didn't defrost it the night before previously and I didn't, um, and I microwaved it. I didn't put it in the oven, which I feel like were both egregious mistakes because it just led to like a sloppy, wet, sloppy, wet egg, sloppy, wet egg. And nobody wants that, Brandon. Nobody wants that. It's also turkey bacon, which is a little bit sloppier than regular bacon, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't trying to eat all that red meat. You know what I mean? That's just not healthy for you. So. Oh, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Um, it seems as though the uh, the Nationals just beat the Mets, though, Brandon. I got a text well, from... Well, they didn't uh, beat the Mets. Fr- the Nationals four, are... Oh, it's 4-1. to one, Excuse four me. 4-1? to one. They give up two home runs? Oh, my mm-hmm. God. We're getting live just, reactions on the pod today. I'm in a group chat with uh, Drew, the Nationals fan, who we haven't heard from all year because there's been nothing to hear from all year about. <laughs> You've not asked said, him any questions about the Nats. Yeah, I can't ask him anything, but he's, he changed the group chat with me and my good friend who's a Mets fan, too. Jacob DeGrom, no decision, is now the name of the group chat, and he just said, get fucked, Chris. <laughs> so I knew something had happened, but I didn't know what. Well, he's coping. T- your friend's coping today. Oh, 100%. I mean, we're going to get to that later, but not a great day to be a D.C. baseball yes. fan. I'll we're recording early. We're doing, we're doing a trade deadline special Tuesday episode. This is our old, old record day, too, right? This is our, our oldest, our first record date, but then we realize that it makes more sense to do it when the series turn around, not right in the middle of one. As you'll see, as we get to upcoming schedules, there's technically three series, but we're in the middle of one of them right now, so it gets a little confusing. Um, but yes, because, and I, I, I chalked it up, chopped it up to the, the trade deadline, but in actuality, I was more influenced by the first NFL preseason game that plays on Thursday night, only to find out that the starters are being sat for the entirety of the game. So, you know. So you two podcasts this week, huh? Uh, we'll do one podcast. Yeah, okay, we'll one do, podcast. Okay, we'll, we'll do, do one, we'll one do podcast. One podcast. Brandon, what's up with you? I heard some huge news on the softball. Breaking front. news: the Daddy Yankees, which is my softball team out here in Los Angeles. Your former member, your girl girlfriend's a former member. We were bad mm-hmm. when when you when you guys played. Right? Safe to say, we were bad. We were very bad. I would go as far goes as far as to say we were very bad. Very yes. bad. Uh, well, the times have changed because. Uh, you could say that when you were on the team, you're the current iteration of of the Nationals, but I'm in the future because I'm on the 2025 Nationals because we won the championship, baby, on Whoa! Sunday. Oh, congratulations, dude! That's huge news. Thank you, and I think the highlight of it. So we we did. I didn't do great myself. I th- feel like I'm. I was still getting back into the rhythm post COVID and post travel, where I didn't play okay, for a okay. month. I didn't play great myself, and and that's disappointing, but that's okay. Um, but we were up 14 to 8 in the bottom of the 7th, which was like the bottom of the ninth. Um, yes. We were the away team, so we just had to get those last three outs. The other team started to ra- rally, became 14 to 11. We had two outs, someone on first base, and we had their big power hitter up. Okay. This man hits an absolute bomb to the outfield. In left oh, field, no. um, I have someone who she's a great addition to the team. She's always been really great. Not necessarily our strongest defensive player on paper um, that happens that yeah. happens but she makes an insane willie mays style catch whoa to no end way. the game like backwards hat falls off slides slides backwards catches oh it God. in the air ends the game wins us the championship i run out wow. into the field i was i was benched that in i ran out into the field i screamed one disappointment is some of our teammates did not join her out there and i'm what? like and i don't know if they were like 
Yeah, I don't know if they were like, oh, we, we have to like high five the other team, or they just don't watch mm-hmm. enough baseball to realize they they have to celebrate. But yes. yeah, wow. Wait, so let's. You want to air out who was who betrayed you and didn't celebrate the the victory? No, we. Won't. I didn't we even notice. I didn't even notice. I was so you were in too the, caught. I was up. in the moment. Did you so, bring the Gatorade jug out there? I wish we had one. Yeah, I feel like if I did just, that, she would have been like, "What is this?" And I go, "Sorry, yeah, that's a bit of a <laughs> sorry shock about if that." Not, if you're not a big sports fan, that's phenomenal, dude. What a turnaround! You guys are uh, made a real, real run. There's something that you just said though that kind of slipped under the radar. As you said, the 2025 Nationals are going to win the World Series. Early prediction. Early prediction. Are you allowed to put money on a 2025 overall? I don't know. Bet? You Probably tell me. You're not, the yeah. you're the gambling man. I'd say. Definitely not on any American sports books. Maybe on like a, a strange offshore book you can find super okay. features like that. But I would say almost certainly not. Um, well, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. We uh, in my softball update, we had a game uh, yesterday and we showed up and it had been rainy enough in New York City that the other team thought that the game had been canceled. And so we all showed up and nobody was there. Who's, so. who's policing that? Who would call hey, and say, hey, this is canceled? So we're in a bit of a we're there's like what in the power struggle is the wrong word because it implies that people are fighting over control of the team, which I would argue is the exact opposite thing that is happening is people trying to deflect responsibility. But our normal manager drop something. Our normal manager um, got into a biking accident and is on the IR for the rest of the league for the rest of the rest of the, the season. IR. So you guys are doing football injury rules, huh? Yeah, we're, this isn't a softball team. This is actually a football team. I yeah. forgot to mention that part. Um, and. He uh, and so he was like, I'm not going to games anymore. So someone else take the responsibility. And then the two other most veteran players are recent dads. So uh, they can't just go out on a Tuesday night and stay out till 9 p.m. playing softball. So they have to go home. So they neglected the responsibility, not neglected, but had to defer responsibility. Um, and so it kind of came down to like me and a couple other people. And we don't really have like a power structure at all and there's no sort of organization to Uh. it so it kind of got lost in translation it's got one woman talking to uh our our former manager trying to talk to the other team and it just like was hard to get that's why socialism doesn't work wow brandon equal responsibility is actually is actually a bad idea oh brandon you and your political always alt right (laughs) always alt right um Anyways, yeah, so we didn't play. We just kind of did some fielding drills, and I went home early and took a bath and went to bed. <laughs> took a bath. That's good. Um, I've been taking baths. Robert- also, ooh, here's a bath story for you. <laughs> I'm in the bath, as one is. Yes. Uh, and I'm, I'm, I'm watching TikTok on my phone, just kind of relaxing. Is your phone uh, waterproof? My phone is water resistant, so mm-hmm. so long as I don't like, submerge it deeply, it should be good. Bold man. Um, not old man. Shut I up, said Brandon. bold man, not old man. Oh, bold, oh, bold man. man. I thought I was being called an old man for bathing, uh, which I take offense to. No, but, bathing's um, cool. Bathing is cool. But the water was getting a little cold, so I went to put some more hot water in. I wasn't paying attention. Uh, and I put some hot water in for about three or four minutes, and I looked down, and it's like yellow-brown. And my pipes had shot out some disgusting water. pee poo submerged, submerged in pee-pee-poo-poo water. So I rinsed off and got the fuck out of there and, and went to bed. Oh, no. So is it fixed, the pee-pee-poo-poo? I took a shower today. It was fine. The water from the other sink is fine. I don't know if I was just like going from the dredges because I had used too much water in the original bath wow. that I was like pulling from the gross water. But yeah, I got the fuck out of there and, and, and called it a day. Wow. Well, I hey, I I was in your, your apartment when a few weeks ago. Do oh, you that's think, right. Do you think yeah. I bathed in pee-pee poo-poo? I don't think you bathed in pee-pee poo-poo. Also, it was a noticeable color. Gotcha. It wouldn't have been something that you could have just wow. kind of neglected like accidentally. Well, yeah. good luck to you. I hope it does not end up in your toothbrush from your sink. If this morning says anything, I should be fine. I should be good to go. Um, what else happened? Oh, I, I went to another musical. I think I'm a musical guy now. Brandon. Really? This is your second one in two weeks, right? Second one in two weeks. I went and saw Into the Woods uh, Saturday uh, matinee, 2 p.m. Uh, it's an old classic written of by course. the same guy that wrote uh, uh, Edward... Edward, not Edward's sister, Sweeney, <laughs> Sweeney Todd, uh, mixing up my Johnny Depp roles there. Um, and uh, it was really wonderful. The first half is like traditional fairy tales. And I was like, oh, that's pretty good. And then the second half was like devastating loss and death after the fairy tales conclude what's life afterwards like and the consequences of the of the, of the the fairy tales. And it was really phenomenal. I was captivated. Oh, like a really great cast. Sarah Bareilles was a lead. Is that Whoa. a name that you remember? Of course. The, I'm not going to write you a love song, lady. And isn't she also, I want to see you be brave. 
I don't know if that's her. Isn't that her? That's how, I, that, I mean, it sounds like it. It could be. Um, but she's made a Broadway run. She was very charming, was really talented. Uh, a couple of the original Hamilton cast members were there, which was really cool. Um, and yeah, I think I got bit by the bug. I'm just signing up for the lottery now all the time. Hoping to, hoping Wait, to go so you to won shows. the lottery twice? Twice in two weeks. That's yeah. and this kind is of like, amazing, right? I know, and this is only a three-week run for the show, so I like really got lucky and was able to go see like a, a nice short run. How delightful. Yeah, very good. So I'm a theater man. I'm, I'm actually becoming very classy now, Brandon, so uh, I may be expecting a monocle in the mail sometime soon, mm-hmm. maybe a top hat, uh, a you, cane. And then you'll bathe in that outfit. <laughs> then I'll bathe in the outfit. That'll prevent me from getting the poopoo water all over mm-hmm. me if I have, if I have a good, uh, if I have a good like a penguin tailcoat on. That's right. Nope. Uh, no, please. I was... I was going to say you can't get pee pee poo poo on you if you're wearing a top hat. That's true. Yeah. Well, a monocle is like a is like a deterrent from pee pee like poo poo. Goggles for pee pee poo. How is our podcast getting worse every week? I don't know. We're doing a we're doing a phenomenal job, uh, Brandon. We got a lot to talk about. It's been the trade deadline, like we said. We're doing a little bit early of an episode this week so that we can talk while uh, the hot stove cools off and it's still a little warm. We got Juan Soto heading to San Diego. The biggest news in all of baseball. Braves bolster their pitching, uh, add a little bullpen, add a little starters, uh, do a little bit of everything. The Phillies seem to go all in well not all in but they go in um receiving brandon marsh and noah Syndergaard. mets got a little weird made a couple kind of just like patchwork moves nothing big nothing serious uh we'll talk about the austin riley contract the marlins lack of moves uh and then get some feast fan questions to grommet a week in the upcoming schedule but brandon you know how it goes before we get to any of that you have to hear an ad today's episode of nl feast is brought to you by sports drink your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. That's spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you we're trying to not let the funk out. Whoa, what an ad read, Brandon. And whoa, what a trade we got today. Juan Soto officially out of Washington, D.C. And the Washington Nationals heading to sunny San Diego, just a couple hours south of you, my friend. Uh, it was quite a trade. It was uh, this, was coming, this was coming for a long time. Obviously, the contract negotiations between the Nationals and Soto had been, you know, a little tumultuous at some points. It seemed as though the Nationals felt that they were overextending themselves to a certain degree and giving him a very fair offer. And Juan Soto very clearly wanted to have the largest uh, uh, average uh, average salary in all of Major League Baseball and was frankly frankly deserving of it because of how young he is and how talented he is. Um, but it all ended today. It seemed like the Dodgers were in it there for a second. It seemed like the Cardinals were in it for a second. The New York teams got eliminated pretty quickly, it seemed, but um, came down to the Dodgers and the Padres and the Padres... We started to get those tweets that said, uh-oh, Padres deal looking imminent. It's starting to wrap up. Uh, all said and done. And then before we knew it, there was Padres deal done. Um, the initial offer that we heard was without Mackenzie Gore. And I think everybody reacting to it because it was originally Hosmer, Robert Hassel, who's the 21st overall prospect in all of Major League Baseball, CJ Abrams, who was a top five prospect previously, but because of the way the service time manipulation things work, um, he's no longer ranked as a prospect, but he's still a very high prospect. Um, James Wood, who was an 88, uh, 88th overall prospect according to MLB, and then somebody named Harlan Susana, who I know very little about. Um, but then as the details started to iron themselves out, it was very clear that Mackenzie Gore, a left-handed pitcher with a lot of with a very high ceiling, who kind of was struggling a lot with injuries in the first couple of years of his minor league career, but has turned it around this year, it seems, uh, and is getting back to that that caliber of prospect that he was when he was initially in the, in the minors. Um, and then Luke Voigt instead of Eric Hosmer, because in what was one of the funnier aspects of today, Eric Hosmer has a no-trade clause, so they're like, deal done. Hosmer's included. Then Hosmer said, wait a second. Not on my watch, but Brandon, I want gut reaction. I want initial reaction. How do you feel about this trade for both the Padres and the Nationals? Wow. It is. It's quite a trade. The Probably the biggest trade in the podcast history, in our podcast history, and probably the biggest NL East trade in 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 a long time since Lindor, I I'd guess, s- probably. Yeah. I'd say, yeah, Lindor. Uh, I mean, no, the Trey Turner, Max Scherzer one last year. Oh, yes, of course. But, uh, but this one's like long-term uh, big effects on two different franchises. Like long, yes. like this This will, I, it's tough because it's so hard to lose 
the Ted Williams. That's that was always Juan Soto's comparison was Ted Williams. I know, which is an insane comparison for a twenty three year old, but also when you look at it statistically, it's just it's an apt comparison. Yeah. Um I saw something that's like Cade Cavalli, who's like the or at least was oh, yeah. the the Nationals top top prospect, that he's like a few months older than than Soto. It's Dude, tough, it's... man, but it makes sense because the Nationals did not have a window to win in those next couple of years. And if they're not going to resign him for a, to a monster deal, they're, they're, their prospects, they did not have that great of depth. Clearly. No, absolutely not. So it's like, how do we recoup that? Oh, by trading Ted Williams. So it logically <laughs> made sense. The, the, teams on the, the teams on the selling block, as I said last week, so they probably need a total reset on the franchise. It's going to be tough this year. It's going to be tough next year. But I think this is going to definitely expedite it. So hard to see the man go. Really hard to see the man go. Um, completely agree. But the return is pretty tasty. It's not bad. I'm really high on CJ Abrams. He's like a yes. hyper athlete that seems to to kind of not really have any holes in his game mm-hmm. and is a very overall uh, talented player. Luke Voigt, though, is he the loser, the true loser of this trade? Oh, I feel goes, so bad for him. Hosmer like, makes me laugh because he's a villain, especially in yes. Mets floor. So I was like, yeah. yes, please go to the Nationals. I feel so bad for Luke Voigt after the Yankees gave up I on know. him. And the Padres, man, I feel so bad for him, but uh, I don't know if it, I don't know what his years of control are, but uh, maybe he can stick around for that 2025 Nationals Championship. But man, I feel bad for that guy. And the Padres continue to prove that money wasn't an issue. There was rumors that we were going to see Corbin involved in this in this trade, so that the Nats could offset a bunch of their bad contracts in exchange for what would have been a, a worse package uh, for the Nationals. But the Padres ate all of Luke Voigt's contract, I think, for this year, which means that the... Uh, oh, and, the and Hosmer, too. Hosmer with the Red Sox. And, he ended up going oh, the maybe Red that's Sox. what I'm thinking of. Yeah, maybe think that's so. what I was thinking of. That's um, what I was mixing it up with. Yeah, so I think it's Hosmer. But yeah, I mean, I think the Nationals couldn't have included Corbin because Mike Rizzo already said he was going to do that. And also, they could not lessen the package. Like, it's all about... If they're truly about winning and not about money, which, debatable, but... Yeah. They clearly had to show that to the Nationals fans. Um, but yeah, this return's pretty pretty nice. Mackenzie Gore's already in the majors. He's pitched pretty well. I know he's had some injury issues, but he's pitched pretty well. C.J. Abrams also, and there's no room for him in that Padres infield. So, yeah. so it's kind of a good trade for them, uh, getting getting the most back for that, that level of prospect. But yeah, I mean, they got a haul. But as a Marlins fan, I know a haul, uh, even one as large as this, is never guaranteed to, yep. to even get a 25% return on it. Um, now you would think that, yeah, Mackenzie Gore is going to be, is going to be a good lefty for them. Um, does he become their, their best starter immediately? I guess Josiah, Josiah Gray, Gray or and Corbin were the top two. But I mean, Corbin's toast. Awful. So. He's five ERA out, yeah, for the entire season right now. So, so yeah, I mean, those are their top two guys that are going to sort of kind of insane hitch their ride to, I guess for, you know, for the coming years, they're definitely the, the one in two that they're hoping they turn into. Yeah. Absolutely, and and I mean they like you said, Kate Cavalli's still in the minors. There's there's definitely yes, uh, yeah. a rotation slowly developing there in Nats land. Will it all come to come to fruition by 2025? World Series champion. That um, seems a little bit optimistic. But, yeah, it's a sad. Uh, it's a, it's now, a yeah. sad day for the Nationals. And oh God, you just don't give up a talent like that though, too, because chances are, you know, I know Robert Hassel, who we didn't really touch on, is like a top prospect in the majors. I've heard a lot about. But yeah. I mean, chances are these guys are not going to turn into a Juan Soto level player. But I or guess you just need a Soto, bunch yeah. of different pieces because even if you just had Juan Soto as proven this year by the national season, it's like that's not enough to win ball games. No, it's still it's not like it's not basketball. You can't just have one yeah. phenomenal player by putting the the responsibility on their shoulders and, and carrying it as as far as they can go. Um, and Juan Soto was having a quote unquote off year for him without. I mean, still having like a three fifty on base percentage and and smashing homers and, and, and doing his thing, walking all the time. Uh, his final game, I don't know if you saw that. Of course, you saw this. It was against Scherzer and the Mets. He hit a home run and walked three times. The most Juan yep. Soto game of all time. Yeah, amazing. What what a way to end it. Uh, hitting a home, I think his last at bat was the homer off Scherzer. Um, amazing, amazing that, that that's his last hit as as a national is off Scherzer home run at the ballpark. He's getting a great standing O from the fans yesterday. Also, good for we them. neglected to mention Josh Bell also going to the Padres. Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Just seems like yeah, like such a backseat to to acquiring Juan Soto. Do you think that the Padres re-sign Soto, or do you think he hits free agency in two years? I don't know. I mean, they already have Machado. Tatis contract on the books. Musgrove just mm-hmm. signed an extension this year. Mm-hmm. I mean, the Padres, 
I uh, the Padres are not a big market team, so I think they're they're the proof that it's like oh most most of these owners are full of shit and they can all afford yeah. to put a high caliber team with big contracts on the field. So hey, I don't know. AJ Preller's a madman, and it seems like that the ownership is giving him all the resources he needs to to make deals. 100%. So I could totally see it. I mean, if Soto's happy there, maybe maybe you know they make the playoffs this year and then in the offseason they they discuss that, but. I can see. I mean, what's not to like in San Diego? Um, I know. Yeah, a phenomenal one, two, three, four with Tatis coming back soon. Soto, Machado, and who am I missing here? Who's the four? Musgrove. I'm having a Wait, brain what fart. What's your? No, I thought I said. I thought there was the a one, two, three, four lineup that I'm 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 blanking on. Profar is probably going to bet first, right? Oh, Cronenworth. Okay. Think Cronenworth. Oh yeah, maybe Cronenworth. I forget who I was. Yeah. <laughs> I was reading something today. It's just it's been a long day, Brandon. It all blends together after a while and staring at your phone how often were you on twitter today oh dude i was checking it all the time today i just had it pulled up 24 7 yeah i was just i uh, know i i got i got a headache from looking at it too much today too much screen time dude you gotta cut that screen time down i know the phone's gonna say hey dude you were you were just you were checking twitter and all the mets got was michael givens and it's not gonna (laughs) it's not that big my iphone's not gonna be happy with me but yeah i uh uh, continue i was gonna say what what what's your opinion on on this return for for the you just you're you're never going to get another player at Juan Soto's cal- yeah. caliber national. So yeah. I mean, whether in this trade or in the next twenty five years, you're just not going to get a player like that. Yeah. So from that perspective alone, you lose the trade, uh, especially when you could. I mean, fifteen years of a guy like this, if he's walking as much when he's twenty three, like you imagine, it's just going to get better as he gets older, his on pace percentage stays high. Yeah, um, my man's four gets, years away from his prime. I know it's insane. Uh, and whoever does lock him up, that's a, an absolute game changer and, and a, obviously a foundational cornerstone to build around. Um, yeah, the Nationals lost the trade. I mean, they know they lost the trade, but they knew they were going to lose the trade the moment that the contract wasn't wasn't signed, wasn't inked. And I, I think a funny aspect of this is you, you brought up that the Nationals fans, rightfully so, gave Soto a standing ovation yesterday. Right field was chanting his name. They're giving him all, all the adoration that he's deserving of. Uh, meanwhile, Ian Happ and William Contreras are hugging it out in a dugout about to go to tears, <laughs> and neither of them get traded from the Cubs. So uh, could have gone Cu- both ways. Cubs doing a Colorado Rockies-style uh, deadline. Very funny. Well, yeah, I guess you're right. That's a very gets a very apt comparison because uh, I guess they're just gonna hold them and let them walk and then get competitive draft picks. That's the move, dude. I but also that that seems worse because then you already if you if you trade for a prospect that's already in the minors, there's mm-hmm. scouting reports they face some decent competition. Yes. If you just get a kid from high school, it's like yes, obviously we have a lot of knowledge now and you can project those things a bit better. But it's like. It seems dumb to me, especially for the a pedigree that's not going nowhere. Yeah, so yeah, absolutely. So very weird move. But Brandon, we'll move right along. The division was uh, was still very active. I kind of want. I'm going to skip our order real fast. I want to. I want to talk about the Phillies before we talk about the Braves. Okay. Uh, is that cool with you? Yes, please. Because the Phillies made some very interesting moves. They heard everybody talking shit about their defense. And what do they do? They go out and get a phenomenal defensive center fielder, Brandon Marsh from the uh, Los Angeles Angels. Who this is a this is a, a remarkable statistic. I was going through his baseball reference page, uh, almost one w- uh, win above replacement, despite the fact that he's hitting eighty OPS plus, which is a a be- much below average uh, offensive player. So in spite of the fact that he's terrible at the plate, his defense is so good that he makes up for it. Now, obviously, a young kid, also a high prospect for a long time. Great beard, Brandon. Phenomenal beard. Looks like he he was the guy who kidnapped Elizabeth Smart. <laughs> I guess that's true. Yeah. Um, and, and it'll be interesting to see. This is their new starting center fielder. You got to imagine for, for the foreseeable future in, in Philadelphia. Yeah. I mean, we go back to all the NLFs podcast. What do we say? He said Marlins and Phillies, Marlins and Phillies. You got to get a center fielder, man. Mm-hmm. Get, come on, get a, get Kermai or something. Get Loriano Marsh. Good pickup. And also the man's only 24, I think. And he was projected yeah. to have a little bit more pop. Right. Yeah. So yeah, he's a projected better hitter. But you know, who says he can't turn around, especially in Citizens Bank? Great pickup, I think, for the Phillies. I know that I, I know the Phillies fans are they're a little iffy on this, though, right? It seems as though, yeah, because I I've, I know they also I don't know if it was in this trade or if it was in the Syndergaard trade where they gave up the catching prospect, the number three prospect, and all of the Phillies organization. It seemed like the Philadelphia Phillies fans were not too stoked about that. But if I were them, I mean, this is a vote of confidence for the team. You know what I mean? They DFA'd two players that had been really disappointing disappointing so far this season in Familia um, and Herrera. 
uh, and instead traded that in for above average players in center field and 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 a starting pitcher in Noah Syndergaard. Now uh, you got to hope Brandon Marsh can turn it around. Maybe all the the I was going to say offensive juggernauts on the Phillies like Schwarber and Castellanos, but Castellanos obviously doesn't live up to that pedigree right now. Um, we'll kind of rub off on him, and hopefully he'll he'll they'll turn it around a little bit. Um, I don't know. I think this is good. I think this is really good for them. What's what's a better uh, what's a better need than one of the best? Oh my God! What am I trying to say? One of the more important positions that a defensive player should be in, yeah. other than um, the shortstop, is obviously tied center field. So I mean, they're making moves in the right. And also, right I, order, think I think the way the Phillies' offense has been, like Alec Bohm had a phenomenal July. So if he keeps that up, and if Cassianos just turns on a little bit, Real Muto also had a great July. Schwarber, mm-hmm. of course, Bryce Harper. I think he's on his way back. He's going to start rehabbing soon. Um, so yeah, I mean, I think Brandon Marsh can hit how, how he hit in Anaheim and be still an important piece to the Phillies team. No, I completely agree. And then boy, your boy, Thor, Thor goes from the Anaheim or not the Anaheim angels. Jesus, the Los Angeles angels, uh, back to the, of Anaheim. (laughs) That's true. Yes, they are still in Anaheim, uh, go back East coast, but this time to Philadelphia, not to New York, Brandon. Now you obviously have more experience with Noah Syndergaard than either of us. Uh, well, not either of us, you're the, out of the two of us. Um, so what's your take on this? They had Syndergaard who's had, I know he started off struggling this year, but now he's got a 105 ERA plus, which is slightly above average. 1.21 whip. Um, seems to be, seems to be like a, a slightly above average starting pitcher that the, that the Philadelphia Phillies now have. Yeah. I mean, he's, I know he's had an up and down year coming off, um, uh, TJ, but, uh, yeah, I mean, great addition for the Phillies too. There's a lot of, a lot of potential there and, and, who says he can't like go back to his complete form pre Tommy John surgery. It's going to hurt to see him in the Phillies uniform and the angels who cares He's across the country. doesn't matter. <laughs> exactly. Um, there's been Pitching some weird, PM. weird banter back and forth on Twitter. Cause he's a very active Twitter presence where some Mets fans are annoyed by him. I'm not really annoyed by him. He's kind of a troll a little bit. And he was also pretty complimentary to, to the Mets and, and he's a, um, I think he's a good dude at heart. It's going to suck to see him in the Phillies uniform. And I hope the Mets avoid facing him. Cause who needs that? You know, him and Wheeler, they might face him and Wheeler back to back in a game. That could be. And brutal. I think they're playing in like 10 days. They're playing Philly. So, wow. Crazy. But yeah, I mean, they need another starter. And also the Philly starters were kind of, they're doing pretty good. They're not bad. No, this kind of uh, a welcome addition to the, to the, the rotation, not because they desperately need an arm, but because it just kind of strengthens what was already starting to be a strength for the Phillies. Um, yeah, excited to see what they do. Excited to see what this team looks like. They're making a run for it, man. You got to respect that with the Giants kind of falling out of it. Um, the Phillies are pushing for a wild card spot. Obviously, they got... Oh, we got a cat waking up. Um, can, you, can you hear Winona? Winnie. Oh, wow, I got, got it. Her. That's the first <laughs> record. Got her on the pod. It's like a ghost sighting. We have a we have a we have a, a guest finally, Brandon. It's been a, it's been a few months since we have a guest. Now we have a kitty cat on the podcast. But yeah, excited to see these Phillies make a run. It'll give me a reason to keep watching the division because there's frankly no reason for me to watch because of my home team, um, which we'll get into later. Because I think that they're the famine of the week, Brandon. Spoiler alert. Um, but yeah, also DFA Familia and Herrera, like I said, which I'm sure Phillies fans are elated about. That seemed to be probably the thing they were more excited about than either acquisition, frankly. Uh, they also gave up Mickey Moniak in the... Uh, oh, that's a good point. Sorry, I didn't talk about the, the things they gave up in the trade, yeah. Yeah, and who's been absolutely raking in uh, in in AAA. Yeah, no, he seems to be doing really well. I know that he was he was a prospect that they've been they've been looking at for a long time to bring back up, and I, uh, it seems like he'll get his opportunity over in Anaheim. Yeah, I mean, if Anaheim's <laughs> doing a little nice little restart, then it's like, why not give, give the young gun a shot there? So... I keep saying Anaheim. I keep saying Anaheim. Eh. I'm off my game today. This Tuesday record is throwing me off, Brandon. You should if hey, we should have done it on Thursday and then been late talking about the trades. That's true. Yeah, people would have loved to hear. Brandon, I don't know if you know this. In today's culture, things go by like that. Things go by. If you don't stop and look around for a second, you might miss it. Ferris Bueller. Hey, Ferris Bueller, stop and smell the roses or the coffee. What does he say? Uh, <laughs> I don't remember. Thanks for staying in character. That was a, a welcome addition. Um, uh, yeah. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. The Braves bolstered their pitching. They added to an already stacked bullpen. Uh, Rasiel Iglesias. This is just an Angels. The Angels all moved to the NL East, dude. I don't know what's going on. This man's on a monster. The Angels though. don't like the Mets, is what I've learned. They're trying to pump up the rivals with their shit. 
That's a great point. Yeah, I guess maybe it's everybody versus the Mets, including the Mets themselves, Brandon. That's true. That is true. Yeah, uh, in the yeah. 11th hour, though, the Iglesias trade. I know. really came down to the wire. Uh, this makes the Braves have one of the better bullpens in all of baseball. Since, already had it before. Since, already had it before. I mean, with the Brewers giving Hater away, not giving Hater away, but sending Hater to the Padres, uh, that obviously is a big chunk of their, uh, their quality bullpen, and now the Braves just seem to just be stacking dudes left and right. And part of that stacking was getting rid of Will Smith, who we were just shit talking five days ago. It's funny how between Familia and Oduble and Will Smith, all the most hated players on rosters, Robinson Cano mm-hmm. also got dropped from the Braves. All of these players are gone now out of the, out of the division, free agents, DFA'd or traded. Uh, delightful. I'm sure the Braves fans are giddy. No, one's, no one's expecting the Iglesias thing also because he signed a four-year, $58 million deal before the season with the Angels, right? Dude, I know. That's an insane deal. That's an insane deal to just pick up if you're a... I mean, they just have to have confidence that he's going to be good for the next couple of years. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I mean, I, I, I think the Braves fans have to be very happy. Obviously, Kenley's pitched great, but he also has had the heart issue and some other mm-hmm. injury issues. So, it's great for him to slot into to that role. And then they also have Kirby Yates coming back. Um, they just have like an absolutely stacked top top to bottom, just like veteran Colin McHugh, just like veteran great arms in that bullpen. Yeah, yeah, just definitely a, a, a strength you want to have when you're approaching the the postseason too. And by all accounts, the Braves are making a run for the postseason as well. If not, I mean, where where are we at the standings? When was the last time we checked the standings live on the pod? So as of today, it's three and a half games. The Mets are up on the okay. Bravos. The Braves are playing the Phillies right now. Um, mm-hmm. As we record, things can always change. Mets are probably going to lose, but the the Braves drop eight to one on the Phillies right now. They put up a five spot in the fifth inning, so Braves oh are going to be God. two and a half, most likely two and a half behind the Mets. And then they, we got the five game series at City Field uh, going Which, into this weekend. Braves and Mets. Yeah, that's going to be a phenomenal series. That's going to be a phenomenal series. Wow, we were right too. We said the Nationals. Will they ever go back to a, a place other than fifth? What do we say that like three weeks into the season, if they're going to ever be out of last place? I think we said no. Yeah, we said no, and they're not (laughs) still in last place in the division. Uh, And I mean, they're knocking on the door 31 games behind. So, you know, the the miracle run is right around the corner. (laughs) Kicking Nationals fans while they're down. Nationals fans, 2025. I'm telling you, put your money, go to your offshore bookies, put the put the bet in. It's going to happen. Put the bet in, National Sands. What are you doing? Have confidence in your squad, my friends. Have confidence in your squad. But yeah, man, the division as a whole got a little stronger, um, especially from where we're both looking because neither of our teams did anything uh, especially win now or especially strong to to add to their, their lineups or their starting rotation or their bullpen. Um, the Mets did make some moves, though, and I want you to talk to that. Talk yeah, to, I mean, they, they did bit. the Vogelbach move, Vogelbach move. Um, was it like 10 days ago or so to mm-hmm. be that lefty bat kind of replacing Dom Smith as the DH. Um, and today they also got Tyler, Tyler Knight, Naquin, excuse me, from the Reds um, as another left-handed piece when, a, when a, uh, a right-handed pitcher's on the mound and also like a fourth outfielder type, some speed, um, decent move. Today on the trading deadline, people are like, oh, they can get Contreras, they can get Trey Mancini. Who mm-hmm. are they going to get? They can get Andrew Chafin, a left-handed reliever. They got uh, Darren Ruff from the from the Giants, former Philly great Darren Ruff, um, to compliment Vogelback to do like the right-handed DH mm-hmm. situation, face some left-handed pitching, because he mashes left-handed pitching and does not hit right-handed pitching, the opposite of Vogie. Um, and then going right down to the deadline, waiting for a relief pitcher or two, the Mets get Michael Givens, who's had a great year, great veteran, yeah. was with Buck Showalter in Baltimore, got him from the Cubbies for a low-level prospect. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Do, uh, is this enough? I mean, I guess you look at it. The Mets have been crushing it all year with the players they do have. They don't really. Ne- That's kind of where I'm at. They don't really yeah. need. It's almost like the Phillies don't like need Brandon Marsh to have an incredible offensive turn. The Mets mm. offense been pretty good, you know, and then they can live with James McCann and Tomas Nito as the catching as the catchers. So it's on paper rough and Vogel back over. Dom Smith and J.D. Davis. J.D. Davis went to the Giants in the rough deal. So, good. On paper, good. And I think this will improve the Mets' offense and power. Um, it's just not the flashy move that, that Mets fans wanted. But also, the Mets are trying to sort of build up their prospect depth a bit. They kind of lost it over the Brody Van Wagenen years. And Steve Cohen and Billy Epler kind of want to build that back up. So, Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand it. I 
my one qualm is lefty re- relief. What the hell's going on, guys? If the Mets are in the playoffs against the Dodgers and Freddie Freeman's up, you're going to have Joely Rodriguez go up against him? I know. If, you want, yes. if they're up against the Padres in the playoffs and uh, and Juan Soto's up, Braves, Matt Olson's up, You got who's who's in a tight spot? You're going to send Joely Rodriguez or David Peterson out of the bullpen? It's like Mets have no other left-handed relief, and I'm kind of blown away that they weren't able to net anyone there so i think i think kind of circling back on what you initially said though is like yes there are slight weak weak spots in the in the lineup and in the bullpen not so much the rotation now that you're getting Degrom back today um but you can't look at this as a negative you're still leading the division you're still one of the stronger teams in the in the national league um there yeah of course like you said you could have added a left-handed pitcher uh, out of the bullpen which might have been good for certain matchups and certain playoff series that you could find yourself in um but overall you're still a favorite and to to make the playoffs obviously still a favorite to win the division like it's a good place to be as a as a Mets fan um and I know that I was already seeing some rumblings on Twitter that DeGrom had a great outing and then the Mets bullpen imploded and and they're back to being the Mets but I just don't think that's true you've shaken the stank off the Mets stank off at least for this season um and yeah, man, I'm just excited. I'm excited for you as a friend, not as a Mets fan, but as a friend. I think that you got one of the the better teams in baseball right now. And getting disappointed is just what baseball fans and sports fans as a whole love to do. So it makes sense that people were a little bit upset about not getting the return that they thought they were going to get or wanted. Um, but this is still one of the better teams in baseball. And, and for that reason alone, you got to feel okay at the deadline because it's not like you didn't do anything. You did make some moves, and you were talking about matchup moves. I mean, that's exactly um, that's exactly what you did. Now you have somebody who smashes righties and somebody who smashes lefties if you need them to come off the bench. Yeah, it's similar like to what the Giants change. did or the Braves did last year. I mean, you kind of play to the matchup. You don't get guys that are all Juan Soto level, level players. You get guys that are role players, and they know what their role is. Yeah, contributors. So, yeah, I mean, and I guess you also have to look like the Phillies had more holes than the Mets. So the Phillies are, went out, and 100%. they're like, hey, we're going for it this year, but they got to spend a little more. they gotta, they got to get rid of a, um, a a prospect like the O'Hope kid. Um, I think he's three. Irish. I think he is. I don't know. <laughs> he's like, Logan O'Hope. <laughs> Logan O'Hope. Eric Eric O'Flaherty, remember him? Eric O'Flaherty. <laughs> Flaherty as a oh, whole. Oh, and we the... also have the Frenchman, Charles LeBlanc. Charles LeBlanc. LeBlanc. So <laughs> yeah, I know who hit. Uh, who's been hitting pretty well for the fish? I'm pretty happy with his his uh, contribution so far. Hitting 429 on the year, dude. Do you think that's going to keep up? I think he's going to be. He's the next Ted Williams. Yeah, it's now not we're talking LeBlanc. Sorry, it's LeBlanc with a 1.2 uh, OPS. There's LeBlanc. LeBlanc. Um, better than William Astadios, who. Uh, I just can't believe that there's Astudio. No, that's is not he French. gonna get? That's is he gonna get picked up, or is he just gonna get uh, after he got DFA'd? Uh, he might go into Robinson Cano limbo land, and I don't know if we'll see him again at least this year. I, yeah, I think that's a fair that's a fair evaluation. Speaking of DFA, were you shocked that the Rays DFA'd Brett Phillips? Oh, heartbreaking! I but he's know. already he's, he's already hopped on. He's already on with the Orioles, though. Yeah, no, no, he's he's immediately got picked up. I mean, if he didn't get picked up by them, I was like, Marlins, you need a center fielder, at least somebody off the bench. Like, he's obviously not the best offensive player, but he's versatile in the outfield, and he can and play a win- good defense. And a winning smile. And a winning smile. Did you see the little video he made afterwards? Thanking all of Tampa so Bay. Wholesome. And I know, just a sweetheart. Why? Uh, one of my good friends, Chase, went to high school with him. Really? Yeah. Was he a nice guy? He said he was a nice guy. said it's wow. not an act. Amazing. So, that's, Amazing. That's what you love to hear. All right, Brandon. Well, that's a that's kind of all that's going on in the division. I, I'm feeling a little brain foggy, so I hope we did a good enough job. You got to take a bath. Get your top hat. Get your monocle. Get in the bath. I keep doing these things where I put too much on my fucking schedule after I leave work. So I'm like running home, and I want to make sure I nap, and then I got to go to the grocery store, and then I got to make food, and then I got to do the rundown, and then I'm like, Brandon, I'm sorry, I'm running late. I'll be right on. Oh no, I got to put the dishes away. I'm just doing all this stuff, and then I think that by the time I show up, I don't have enough time to just breathe and be in a good mindset. So next week, next Thursday, uh, the Dolphins will have played their first preseason game. The Marlins will be winning on a, a will be on a five game win streak. Yes, and I'll be in, in much better I'll be much better spirits as I come in for a Thursday record next week. What do you think? Of that? I think you're in great spirits now. I think you're putting yourself down. I don't even think our listeners notice this. Hell yeah! You know what? Our forty listeners would never notice any mistakes. Forty, we're Ooh. moving up, Brandon. Whoa. This is. Do you think they're going to stick around for the off season though? Because I don't know if you remember, but when we were reviewing like rookie of the year, it was. We had like nine people tuning in every week. We'll pivot. We'll be a football podcast just to get more listeners. Okay. Not a bad idea. Not a bad it idea. It needs we to also be the sh- NFC East, though. So, mm, Oh, that's not it. That's got to be the AFC East. That's where the Dolphins are. I know, but it needs to be the, to stick with our 
Uh, yeah, lettering. Our, our I style. guess that's true. Are you going to which NFC East team are, would you adopt? Is it, that's like, like Eagles. That's like Giants, Eagles, uh, Cowboys, Commanders. Red, uh, Cow- I almost said Redskins. Mm. <laughs> oh, we're gonna cancel Brandon. <laughs> We did it first. It was last week's slur pod. We found out Brandon, and <laughs> now it's now he's. Actually That's when I accidentally it. said the the Cleveland Guardians old name. God, That's true. You did say that. Hey, listen, you're 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 turning it around, just like the sports teams, and we can appreciate that, Brandon. Um, all right, coming up on the show, we're gonna get to some classic segments. We're gonna talk about the feast or famines, the degroms of the weeks, the feast fan questions, and upcoming schedules. But Brandon, but first we do that. Here's Shamage. <laughs> Today's episode of NL Feast is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org, not .com, not .gov, you know, .org. Or open Instagram and type in at S-P-R-T-S-D-R-N-K. Spelled like sports drink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying to not let the funk out. And we're back, Brandon. Just in time for a segment that should have intro music, but it doesn't because I'm lazy. And if it did, it would sound like da-da-da-da, feaster, famine, Brandon, tell us who's the feast. Austin Riley, my man, out of the blue, before the Braves even made some of their moves, signed, signs a 10-year, $212 million contract extension with the Bravos. Austin Riley, man, he deserves it. He's the man. And look at that infield, just for years upon years. Olsen, Albies, Riley, not Dansby, but that's okay. But the other three, they're going to be there. Absolutely. Uh, I'm going to interrupt this week's feast for a second to say that the Marlins just pinch hit Jacob Stallings with two outs and a man on third in a one-run game in the bottom of the ninth. Things are going well. That, uh, I think that contract is awesome. I think I'm really glad to see that Austin Riley staying uh, with the Braves. The Braves, famously one of my favorite teams in the league, despite the fact that they're direct competitors of the Marlins, and d- and despite the fact that how scary their future is. They have so many young, good players locked up for the, the foreseeable future. The next five years, they have everybody from the Michael Harris to Ronald Acuna Jr. to Ozzie Albies to Austin Riley to Matt Olson. Like the the names go on and on for their controllable uh, their controllable assets in the future, and they're all exciting players. They're all not too old right now. And they're, they they've got a good future ahead of them. So one of one of the better team building, uh, one of the more one of the better team building jobs in all of baseball, I think. Especially when you consider it's not like they're going out and and signing huge free agents. These are a lot of homegrown talent or, or trade talent, and uh, it's been pretty impressive so far. Yeah, by and, AA. Al- and also their their uh, their starting pitching is pretty young. They're going to be together for a while too. Freed Anderson, I know Anderson. You know, to some Braves fans' chagrin, but they're going to be there for a while, most likely. Soroka is hopefully going to come back. So they're, they're going to have, and Michael Harris in center field, they're going to have a team mm-hmm. that's going to be in Atlanta for a long time. We're gonna have a, they're going to have like a faces of Atlanta for a long time, which is very cool and exciting because obviously there's a lot of turnover in baseball for a lot of different teams, Washington. So yeah. it, is, it is very cool that, that the Braves are going to have these players guaranteed for a long time. What would it take for them to have to start selling, you think? Braves? It's not going to happen in Impossible. the next few years. I just don't think. I think they know the talent level that they have and like how mm-hmm. young these guys are. So they know that they probably have before you know they start breaking out a little bit. They have five years probably of like yeah a good window before Acuna and, and Olsen and Riley just maybe get a little long in the tooth. But not even that long in, in the tooth. So they know. might have more yeah. than that. It might be like a seven yeah. eight year thing. Yeah. So it'll be pretty crazy to see what's going on. My famine of the week, Brandon. I think I'm at full frustration. I feel like this happened last year right around the same time, too, where the Marlins just kind of mailed it in, became abundantly clear that they weren't going to be a competitor this year. And, I mean, the writing's been on the wall since June. Um, maybe it was May. I forget which month it was where they were just losing left and right, left and right. Um, I mean, we've had everybody go on the IR. IL, excuse me. Got my got football on the brain still. Uh, from Jazz Chisholm to John Birdie to Brian Anderson to Garrett Cooper, you know, just uh, all the pitching guys. Lazardo just finally came back and had a pretty decent start yesterday, but Edward Cabrera is still out. Um, Sixto looks like he's going to go two full years without pitching now. Um, Max Myers getting t- Tommy John surgery. Uh, we have a log jam at first base now. Do you think J- Jesus Aguilar gets DFA'd? I mean, he's not playing that poorly. He's not doing amazing, no. though. No, exactly. I don't think so. They can't give them up for peanuts. Or I guess if you DFA, then you can institute a trade once they're claimed, right? So, yes. 
I don't, I don't think so. Because if anything, that will bring down his value. It's like, why was this guy DFA'd, you know? Well, um, I just think, I mean, they have a log jam at first base right now. I mean, I guess Garrett Cooper has played right field in the past, but that's where he gets injured is when he's playing too much in the field. Right field's got him running around all the time. Um, and they, they made, Kim Ang today made it abundantly clear that she wants Lee Wynn Diaz to be getting uh, at-bats in the majors. And as I he should agree, be, yeah. I, I completely agree with her, but at what cost? How do you get rid of the log jam then with Aguilar, Cooper, and Diaz all trying to compete for the first base spot or a DH spot? Um Avisel Garcia, one of the worst off uh, offseason signings in the entire uh, of major entirety of Major League Baseball. Jorge Soler nowhere to be found for the last month and a half. Um, JJ Blade gets called up. We talked, we hyped him up last week just for him to be hitting 187 now since he's been up. Um, Charles LeBlanc is famously hitting 429. And the Marlins just. Sat on their fucking hands. It seems like they had a deal going there with the Yankees. The Yankees traded Jordan Montgomery to, to St. Louis for Harrison Bader. And it seemed like that was going to be the domino that fell that knocked Pablo Lopez into New York. Um, and I would have been happy for him in New York. He would have been on a competitive team. He would have been playing meaningful baseball for the first time in his career. He would have he would have uh, had to shave his lovely beard, which would have been a shame. But outside of that, I think it would have been good. And we would have gotten maybe Perez back. Volpe? Uh, Volpe? Volpe? I think it's Volpe. Volpe? Volpe? Yeah. Uh, the prospect for... We've got one of them back. Peraza or Volpe. Uh, even maybe Dominguez. Jason Dominguez. The three Yankees top three prospects. And we got none of them. Uh, we what did about get the Jordan, trade did do? Yeah. Yeah. We did get Jordan Groshan. Groshans. I think Groshans is how it's pronounced. Uh, Gro Oceans. Um, and it was for Anthony Bass and Zach Pop. I mean, we are very clearly not competing this year. And so get rid of your relievers, especially if they're playing as well as Anthony Bass has, which we've highlighted on the podcast before. Um, and yeah, a former, a former higher prospect. He's still in the top 100, but it sounds like because of his, his play and, and the, and the triple a so far this year that he'll probably drop out of the top hundred, but still a really intriguing prospect, a, a shortstop that profiles more as a third baseman. Um, that could be, I saw one, I mean, it's, he's a, a, a literal kid. I think Isaac, uh, one of the Marlins fish stripes writers. Um, but he was saying he, he could see, uh, Groshans coming up as early as this year. Uh, which I guess makes sense if, if we just want to start seeing what we got in the young kids, but, um, yeah, I mean, I don't hate that trade, but I kind of was expecting a little bit more. I felt like the, uh, not to repeat myself, but the writing's been on the wall that this team is not a playoff team. Uh, and that, I mean, do you, do you just sit Sandy now? Do you just rest Sandy? When do you rest Sandy? End of the month? I don't, I mean, if he, uh, for his own personal accolade of trying to get the Cy Young, I think he has to finish the year. What an embarrassing team to get a Cy Young for. A team that can't has scored. Oh, wait, I got a statistic for you. Uh, Christina De Nicola of, the, of, the, of MLB.com tweeted, excluding tonight, they scored 66 runs in their last 26 games, which is last in Major League Baseball and nearly 100 runs worse than the team with the most, the New York Yankees. MLB average for teams over that span is 113. And like I said, the Marlins have scored 66 runs in 26 games. Just uh, a decrepit corpse of an offense. We, we do it every season as baseball fans, Brandon, and it, and it worked in your favor this year, but you talk yourself into your team and then you get smacked in the face with reality, as has been in both of our cases, frankly, for a little while now. And, 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 and you got a smack on the ass for reality. I got a smack in the face, the worst of the smacks. Um, <laughs> and, and you're yeah, in the was, bath when it happened. And I was in the bath when it happened and poop water started coming out of the sink. It was just a nightmare. Um but yeah, I I don't know, man. I'm I'm done. The Mar or the Dolphins play on Saturday for their first preseason game, uh, and they got hit with some fucking awful news today too. I don't know if you saw that they lost their future oh, yeah. first round draft pick. Yes, I did. Yeah. Uh, because they were they were mingling in free agency for Tom Brady and Sean Payton a little bit earlier than they were legally allowed to. Uh, they said it was the most egregious tampering that had ever happened in NFL history, which I I think is probably a little bit of an exaggeration. But uh, yeah, and then to not even have gotten either of those guys, Brady or Sean Payton. So, you know, just losing draft picks for no fucking reason. But uh, but the Orlando Magic got Paolo Banchero. We still have Hill and Waddle in Miami. You know, there's some optimism optimism in my sports teams. But, really? Because uh, you, 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 you sound glum. You sound macabre. <laughs> I am incredibly macabre. Um, I'm apathetic. They can't hurt me anymore. I know this team is done for the year, and I just want to see the young guys called up. Send Avi gingerly walked off today. Good. Sit him for the rest of the year. I don't give a shit. Sit him in for the rest of the year. Let Soler rest for the rest of the year. Let's see. Let's see. Uh, let's see an outfield of JJ Blade, Jesus Sanchez, and Harar Encarnacion, Peyton Burdick, and, and DLC. I don't care. Let's see the young kids get an opportunity. Let's get them some major league at bats. Let's see if we have anything there. Um, get. I mean, do you sit Jazz at this point? Like, where do you? What do you do? You probably let you probably do let him. I'm sure he's going to want to come back because that's the type of guy he is. But you probably do let him rest the rest of the year. I'd imagine. 
You got to think so. So, yeah, it's not looking good in Marlins land. For whatever reason, this trade deadline really just felt like the nail in the coffin. I think that people are getting pretty sick of Kimang um, acting like we've just been unlucky and injury-ridden when that happens to every team and every sport every year. Some obviously get hit worse than others. We're missing, I think, five guys from our starting lineup this year, um, which is not great. But, you know, if you don't build a team that's capable of kind of getting around that or, or, or living up to their strengths of scoring... Uh, maybe three runs a game. Can you imagine what that would be like scoring three runs a game behind some of the best pitching in all of baseball, what that might look like. And, uh, and yeah, man, season's over. It's sad, but what are you going to do? The Marlins were, I guess, technically sellers, but if you're going to sell, sell a little bit more than that. Uh, but I'm, I'm thinking about the DFA with Aguilar because it's like, they clearly didn't get offers for him. They wanted to move him or Cooper. Dodgers were looking into Cooper apparently and looking into Pablo, but Pablo's uh, ask was too high. So I think I know, Kim man. Ang was looking for a, absolutely fat return as she should have for Garrett Cooper and, and Pablo. So that it also tells me that they think they're, they're still closer to contention than Marlins fans feel they are. I feel yeah. like they, they, you have to be hopeful that they maybe have some plan in the off season to bring in some bats. Cause the pitching is still there. I know Max Meyer is going to be out the next year, but it's like the pitching is still there. So there's reason to remain optimistic, I suppose. Yeah. I agree. But, um, but it's not coming from my end. I'll tell you what, <laughs> not optimistic is all. I will refuse to get my hopes up last uh, going into next season, barring us getting a Trey Turner or somebody absolutely insane. Um, yeah, man, it's it's looking grim in Miami. It's looking grim in Miami. But you know where it's not looking grim, Brandon, is in New York City for our Dagrama da We can say it. Who's the Dagrama of the Week? It's the namesake himself, Jacob D. Grom. Jacob DeGrom. He's back, tonight. He's back. He started tonight against the Nationals, and he looked pretty, pretty good. Five innings. Pretty, pretty good. Five innings. My man threw 59 pitches, three hits, one run, six strikeouts, no walks. Phenomenal. Hey, for not pitching for over a year in a Major League ba- Baseball game, that's pretty great. I know it's against the Nas- a Soto-list, a Bell-list Nationals, but that's pretty great. Did so, you say how many pitches were thrown? I know they're trying to keep them around 89 80. pitches. Okay. Oh, yeah. wow. So they're even much less than 80. Um, yeah, I Brandon, think they're going to try, try to ease him into it because they, you know, the idea is they need him for a playoff run. So it's like, let's baby him now and then ramp that's it right. up. So he, uh, the over under on Jacob DeGrom's strikeouts this week, uh, this game was set by the books at six and a half and he got six. So once again, under. Vegas knows what's going on. Yeah. Barely hitting the under, but hitting the under nonetheless. But Brandon, you know what he did do? No runs first inning with at least one strikeout. So I hit my plus 150 bet on that. Thank you, Jacob. Um, but yeah, I, I'm happy to see him back. Obviously, he's he's got an award on our podcast named after him for a reason. He's one of the best players in all of baseball when he's healthy um, and is, is entering maybe the deadliest one-two as far as the rotation goes in all of baseball with him and Max Scherzer. Um, exciting stuff going on in New York, man. I mean, uh, uh, not to steal one of the most egregious cliches in all of baseball, but you got the best trade day line acquisition when you got Jake, Jacob DeGrom back from injury. Thank you, Mr. Gump. You're welcome. You're welcome. Um, yeah, Brandon. All right. We got one Feast fan question here, and it's a Braves fan. Shout out to our Braves fans out there. Jason asks, was the reason of lack of deals a result of AA not wanting to give up Grissom? Now, Brandon, I had to do a little research here because I was not as, as, as prospect knowledgeable as I tend to think I am sometimes that was not the case with this guy. Now Grissom is obviously the Braves uh, number one prospect in their system. Um, and is also the name of a previous uh, Bra- or last name of a previous Brave, but he's a shortstop projected to go up next year, age 21. Um, I mean, yeah, he's their Dansby Swanson backup. And it's not, and also I kind of take not offense to this, but like outside of the Juan Soto thing, I think the Braves made the second best move around this deadline by re-signing Austin Riley. Like that's a phenomenal move to make, and is and is means that your your GM is confident in their future of the team. And, and I would I would say that they made moves. I agree. I think the Braves made moves as well. I, I and I that I wonder if we got that tweet prior to the to the Russell mm. Iglesias move. Um, that's a good point. Yes, the Braves did something similar to the Mets in the sense that they they're already a competitive team. They're already doing great, and they just wanted to patch up some holes on their roster. And I think they did that. I mean, Robbie Grossman, I think he mashes left-handers. I know his stat line doesn't look great this year, but Mm -hmm. still a good piece, similar to their pickups last year at the deadline. Um, Iglesias, um, and then getting rid of Will Smith and getting Jake Odorizzi, some more starting pitching depth. So I think that's, I think that is a 
Braves fans should be content with that. I know it feels like the the Phillies get the acclaim because they they made the flashier moves. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I I don't know if that's going to prove as beneficial to them as it will be getting another shutdown reliever like Iglesias. Um, but yeah, also the Braves hold on to your to your prospects, you know. Yeah, and you still have a uh, shoemake who I was a little high on coming out as as a shortstop prospect mm-hmm. who was projected to come out this year, twenty twenty two, and obviously that's not going to happen with Dansby unless there's God forbid an injury that happened, which neither of us root for um, at all. But yeah, man, I, I I would say if you're a Braves fan, you got to be looking, you got to be sitting pretty, coming off a World Series, looking competitive again. Normally there's some sort of championship hangover, but it seems like the Braves shook that off in the first couple months of the season and are now. Uh, pedal to the metal showing what they're capable of so i would i would be pretty happy with where they are um and if you don't have to give up the number one prospect in your system and still have a stacked team then, then you're in a very good position to be in um all right brandon now it's time for your segment we're getting to the upcoming schedule let us know what we're going to see this week the mets they're in washington right now uh probably going to drop game two they won game one then they'll be playing the braves for the five game series Oh my God, that's going to be the the division might look totally different next week by the time we record. By the way, <laughs> really good. Um, yeah. After that, the Mets are playing the Reds, the the Brandon Druryless Reds uh, in Cincinnati. Uh, Braves, as we said, are playing the Phillies right now. They're they're up big in Game One against them. Uh, and then after the Mets five game series, they're playing the Phillies again, except this time in Philly. So a big NL East week for the Bravos. I know, um, dude. Phillies are playing the Nats after the Braves at home, and then they're playing the Marlins at home. So another big NL East one for the Phillies. Maybe they can probably pick up some ground against the lower-level teams. Sorry, Sam, in the hmm. NL East. Uh, Marlins after the Reds, they're going to Chicago to play the Cubs, the, the Contreras and Hap-filled Cubs. <laughs> <I know>. um, <laughs> and that's before they play the Phillies. Um, Nationals, as we said, Mets and Phillies. And then they're going to Chicago to play the Contreras and Hap-filled Cubs. Uh, I oh. think I the answer is clear. Mets and Braves is for is, sure is the series to watch this week. Five games, a double header in there. Degrom and Scherzer will likely pitch, or Scherzer definitely Degrom will likely pitch in one of those games. What's not to like? I know. I completely agree. We want to see these Mets. We want to see these Braves playing each other. Uh, five game series too, like you said. That's a that's a quite the hefty series in New York. Maybe I'll catch a game, Brandon. You, you know, should you know, go, go see what's going on with these two teams. What's your prediction? How do you think the division is going to uh, pan out when we record next Thursday? I think the Mets will still have a slim lead of the division. You think it's about they where it is now, like two and a half or game and a half? I'd say yeah, two to two and a half games. I think that playing at home is a big deal. You'll have uh you'll get a Degrom start that series, right? There'll be five days Should in the be, future, yeah. and you'll get a Scherzer start then. So you you'll be having your best arms coming rolling out. Um, yeah, I would say that the Mets probably take the series and probably hold their hold still in their division. But I mean, the Braves play the Phillies twice, and if the Phillies come out swinging at all, even though they didn't today, it looks like then they'll be able to. Uh, yeah, maybe knock them down a peg. I don't know. I mean, the Phillies do have six and a half games between them and the Braves right now, so it's not like there's a. There's a there's a, a small lead between them. It's still pretty uh, insurmountable, at least in the immediate future. So, um, but yeah, I mean, and then that Marlins Cubs series, dude. Boy, oh boy, can I not wait for that? Just really exciting baseball from two two really uh, upcoming teams. I I think that's the the height of baseball right now. Um, <laughs> I I will say I do think that all three Phillies Braves Mets are going to make the playoffs. I feel like I can say that confidently. Mm. I think wow, the Giants will probably flounder. Marlins, sorry, you guys have already floundered, not a fish pun. Um, and I think one of the Cardinals brewers will probably fall off too. And then, Who do you think? Which one of those two? Yeah. Uh, I mean, St. Louis kind of didn't do much. And they t- kind of talked to the game. They got Jordan Montgomery, obviously. But I feel like they did not They did not do enough. And then uh, Milwaukee kind of did the head scratcher of the hater for, for Rodgers plus deal. Um, and I like Rodgers too. And I think he's, he's, a, good, he's a good pitcher. So... Um, I think Milwaukee's going to hold on. I still like their pitching. Yeah, I think I, I think I agree. I think pitching will hold out. Did you see the video of Devin Williams reacting to the hater? He was trade? not looked happy. Like looked like he'd seen a ghost. It was insane. That man was not because um, he, he was afraid. He was like, I think I'm going to like curse someone out. So I'm not going to. Yeah. That's what it looked like to me. <laughs> yeah, he's um, biting his tongue. Uh, well, exciting! Yeah. I got tickets on Saturday. I'm going to see the Dodgers and Padres. I'm going to see Juan Soto That's and Josh dude. Bell and Brandon Drury. And Josh Hader and the Padres face uh, face the yeah. Dodgers. So I think that, I think that that's going to be one of the more exciting games of the year, uh, just because of the Juan Soto hype rolling into town. Obviously, LA has a great crowd. 
always engaged and an incredibly competitive team between the two of them. I think that's a phenomenal series. I'm very envious that you get to see that. I know. I don't know what the pitching matchup is yet, but uh, I'll definitely report back to base camp when uh, when I go. Please do. Please do. All right, Brandon. Tell, tell the people where they can find you on Twitter. Hey, you can follow me at Brando Grosso on Twitter. Where can they follow you? Follow me at NL Feast Sam on Twitter. Follow the podcast on Twitter at NL Feast. Shoot us an email, nlfeastpod at gmail.com as soon as I crack that that pesky password i'll uh, i'll get into those and read all our emails um leave us a five-star review on apple Podcasts. if you do we'll make sure we read it on the show give you a little shout out we'd really appreciate it um what else yeah i think that's it don't watch the marlins games don't buy tickets don't support a team that won't uh, won't support you uh brandon anything else before we get out of here sam's angry bye bye <laughs> bye bye <laughs>